Hey, welcome to Speak Up Sis Podcast, where we help you get through life while giving you all your life. We say what you think no one wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. I'm your host, inspirational conversationalist, Angel Charmaine. Today, I've got another amazing conversation for you all. I sat down with Mr. Raphael Tommy, who's the host of Can You Blame Me podcast, to talk about self-care for men and what that looks like. You know, oftentimes women are given opportunities, safe space, and permission to talk about taking care of themselves as individuals. However, it's rare we get to hear from the voices of men as to what self-care means to them. So, listen, come along for the ride. It's going to be a good one. Get ready. You're in for another real, raw, yet relevant conversation. Let's get it. Yo. Hello. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Uh- I am doing well. Let me tell you, technology, 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 but I'm glad that um, you made it and I made it and we're here. <laughs> we're here. You know, regardless of a few technical difficulties, man, you know, God made a way. That's right. That's right. Because this conversation um, is destined. It was destined to happen, right? <laughs> it's going to be a good one, too. I got my energy right. That's I got my what- holy I got that's, my holy water right here. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, I so before we get started having our conversation, um, for those of you who don't know who Rafael Tommy is, he is the host of the podcast. Can you blame me? And um, he just shot me a picture of his new logo, and it is hot. It's fire. I like it. <laughs> Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. The pod art. Um, you, 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 you leveled up. You leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, Angel. I'm trying, man. Do it a little bit I can. That's what's up, brother. So before we actually jump into what we're going to talk about today, I'd like for you to let the Speak Up Sis podcast listeners know you know, who is Raphael? What, you know, what are you doing with yourself right now? Okay. Well, I am the creator and the host of the podcast, as Angel mentioned, called the Can You Blame Me podcast. And basically, the whole idea of it is me trying something new and stepping into a new field that I don't have much experience in and uh, just hoping the audience and the listeners can't blame me for trying something new. And basically, it's like uh, me giving a voice to people who don't have the same reach or, you know, don't have the same platform as I do. So Mm -hmm. I give them a platform to be seen and heard. So um, I started off, you know, from like a basic customer service sales and like the manufacturing industry. And uh, honestly, I'm still working full time, but I'm just trying to transition over to like, you know, working for myself and building my own brand. That's so, what's up. Know, I'm the typical nine to five, you know. That, I, listen, we all we all start somewhere, right? I've I've been 
Well, I wasn't nine to five. I was more like eight to four. <laughs> but you know that that same eight hour shift working for somebody else thing um i totally get it we do what we have to do until we get right. to the place where we can do what we love to do um so Whoa. i applaud you and no i don't blame you brother for for stepping out and and doing something different and pursuing your own dreams uh passions and things of that nature so that's what's up. So I appreciate it. Oh, you're you're very welcome. So here we go. You and I kind of had an odd start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We you had we had it. we had an odd little start. And um right. and when I first connected with you via social media, I listened to you. I believe you were actually on maybe some other people's um, podcasts. I think I may have listened to a few of yours. And initially I was like, "Mm, nah, I don't think, I don't think we're flowing in the same direction, but we had an opportunity to just chop it up. And, um, and boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. You know, it's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, I was I wrong. Thank you. I appreciate that. So listen, everybody, when I decided that I was going to have this month of men, right, and 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 allowing men into the Speak Up Sis podcast space to talk with men about things that, you know, concern men and things that just concern people in general, that maybe men don't really get an opportunity to lend their voices. And you all heard last Monday from a round table of men who shared their thoughts and ideas about sundry things. And so after I had the conversation with Raphael to just kind of get to get to know him a little bit better and you know where his mind was with his with his podcast and his life and things like that i realized that he definitely has a voice that needs to be heard in this conversation and so today we're going to be talking about men and self-care and what that looks like for a man and is that even something men are concerned about, you know, and if they are, why? And if they are not, why not? So we're just gonna, we're just gonna chop it up a little bit there. And so I just kind of want to start out, Raphael, by Uh asking you this, when you hear the term self-care, what do you as a man think when you hear that term and and what sort of comes to mind when you hear the term self-care? Well, right now I mean me quarantining because I'm still caring right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but but on a serious note, uh, first thing first, um, I guess physical self care, mm-hmm. mental self care, mm-hmm. um, spiritual self care, just pretty much, uh, being well rounded, uh, all around the board, just being complete at one with yourself and just. You know, when you say self-care, it can go, well, in my opinion, it can mm-hmm. go so many levels and has so many layers to it. So when you hear, when I hear self-care, uh, that's what comes to mind for me. Just, you know, just my way of being all around, not just in one aspect, whether it be physically or mentally, like I said. Right. So what types of activities, um, what types of things 
would you include in self-care? So if you were, if you were having a day where you were focusing on self-care for yourself, right. As an individual, Mm -hmm. what, what would that look like for you? If you took a day off, like you, cause you're nine to fiver and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to take a day off just to just, you know, take care of me and, and focus on doing some self-care for me. What is that? What would that look like for you? You know what? I, I can give you, an, I, I'm going to give you an example of that, but I can also give you an example at work, performing okay. self-care because, you know, like I said, the field that I'm in is very fast paced and it's a lot of strenuous work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, one example, a quick little story would be, uh, we have like, you know, we robots, so they give us your little 15 minute breaks, a little bell ring, and they say, hey, Raphael, you can go to break. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular day, they were so busy that they forgot to call my name for break. And I had to remind them, you know, that it was like, because actually, I said nine to five, but really it's 12 hours, but you know, wow. cliche, yeah, but for the you know, the, the typical term nine to five, mm-hmm. I use that, but it's actually 12. So like 10 hours into my shift, we supposed to get three breaks. I got two of them. I supposed to get one more. Like I said, they forgot about me. So I went to my lead, um, the assistant lead and told her she forgot about my break. And she said, you already went. It was a simple misunderstanding. And she, Bye. you know, was kind of reluctant to uh, give me my break, but this is where I exemplified the self-care. So I told her, um, no disrespect. You know, I understand you to leave. I'm not trying to challenge your authority. But I am going to exemplify my self-care, and I'm going on break. So <laughs> we'll... <laughs> I'm going to so take care of we'll, myself right now. <laughs> so we'll deal with this when I get back, and however we handle it, you know, we'll go forward from there. But I'm going on break because I ain't take my last break, and I'm going to take it. And I'll come back, and we'll go from there. So I took my break, came back, had a conversation with her. She had a conversation with the supervisor, and it come to find out they had a miscommunication with my mom's themselves because we were mm-hmm. so busy. They forgot about me. So my point is, when it comes to my health, even if it's working overtime or even if it's, you know, me kind of – another example, like everybody on my shift, they, you know, we already working 12 hours. It was like 12 and a half hours into the shift, and – the, the next shift come in because we relieve each other. It's like a, it's like wrestling. You tag each other in. Mm-hmm. But what they did, they stayed over and helped them out. And I'm saying to myself, I don't put my 12 in. I don't get y'all extra 15 on top of that. No, I'm leaving. So, right. you know, I'm being a team player, but hey, man, I, my health matters too. So I left and I went home. I mean, I didn't get in trouble for it. It was just, it's kind of one of those things if, you know, if everybody doing it, then you'll kind of look a certain way if you don't kind of like participate because you look like you kind of like leaving the team. Right. At the same time, I don't put my time in and, you know, kind of back back to the conversation, man, you had like, this really just a check for me, even though right now we real vital and I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to give y'all my time and I'm going home. Right. (laughs) I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this concept up because it actually goes a little, it goes beyond the superficial idea of self-care. I believe a lot of times, especially when women are talking self-care, it's like, oh, we're going to the spa, going to sit and drink wine and read a book and just relax. Right. But what you're, what you're saying is, is actually a lot deeper than the superficial, um, 
personal grooming and things of that nature, but at getting your nails done, that kind of stuff, going to getting a haircut, although those are things that are part of, of making sure that you're healthy, right? Your, your personal grooming. But what you're talking about is something that's far deeper, making sure that your mental stays strong, making sure, you know, that you, you got, you, you can, function well and your your mental health is good and I know what you mean even as a woman but I would think for men you see more men who would look at a woman like she just complaining she just trying to go home she always you know she always complaining time she need her break but the rest of us are working you know mm. and and I think when you hear a man say look no give me my time I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time. Right. If you don't give me the time, I'm going to take my time. I don't think a lot of people look at that as, you know what, that is a part of self-care. Even, And I'm glad you brought that up, that it happens even when you're at work. It's not a special right time of day or only on the weekends or on vacation, but you can practice self-care all the time. All the time. And Angel, um, and that's the work example. Now let's let's let's, let's dive a little deeper because you mm-hmm. know then you had a good little conversation the we other did. day. So I'm, finna, so I'm finna segue into the other part of self-care. Let's go. Now, <laughs> so uh the podcast, like you don't know kind of like what me and you talked about previously. The podcast is a form of self-care in mm-hmm. my personal life. Yes. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was going through a very stressful time this past year, past six to eight months. And thankfully things, you know, I'm starting to see the light a little bit. The clouds starting to open up a little bit, you know, still got a ways to go, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But to get away from what was going on and, you know, um, just kind of have like a temporary relief. Some people drink, some people smoke, some people go out, some people act out. You have different things. Uh, you know, the whole backstory is, you know, I hope you don't mind me just sharing. No, go story. ahead. Like, this 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 but, your day. <laughs> but the whole backstory <laughs> is basically make just to fast forward. Um, twenty nineteen was a rough year. Mm-hmm. Lost my job and I had just purchased a house. Mm-hmm. And shortly after purchasing my house, we got laid off. So, mm. and I, and this happened in October of last year. So it's fairly recent. So, mm. like I said, ever since then, is no. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. This happened in April of last year. This happened in April mm-hmm. of last year when I got hired. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This 2020. So, uh, make sure I got my facts right now. Make sure I got it right. We got laid off in April. <laughs> We got laid off in April. I bought the house in October of 2018. Yeah. Okay. So I bought the house in 20 and the house, I bought the house October of 2018 and I got laid off in April of 2019. Gotcha. So that's last year. So all of last year, you know, might as well say after February, March, April, after April, it was just, just trying to maintain, trying to maintain. And uh, things was getting a little rough. And, you know, working little dead-end jobs here and there. The market wasn't going too good for me. So I really just got to the point to where, like, 
I literally was about to lose my mind. Like literally, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a pretty laid back person. I'm a type of person. I pretty like, you know, I stand strong on the pressure. But given the situation and the severity of it, you know, I mean, you're holding all of it in. You're really trying to talk to nobody about it. You know, everybody's saying, how you doing? How you doing? I'm straight. I'm good. What's up? But you go home and you get these notices in the mail. Stuff starting getting real. You feel me? Right. So, so OK. So one thing, let me I'm, I'm excuse me for interrupting. But here on Speak Up mm-hmm. podcast, I like to really ask the questions that go make ahead. us go a little deeper. You yeah. said because. I probably can count on one hand how many times I've ever heard a man say that something was really about to make them lose their minds. I I hear that from women all the time. Um, But it's rare that I don't think I've heard it. Like I said, a handful of times from a man. And and what I want to know is when you say that, I know it's a I know we we use it as a figure of speech a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But you said I was really about to lose my mind. What does that mean? What does that mean for for you? What what does that even look like? Well, um, well, you're right. A lot of men don't say that, and the no. reason I'm saying that on on your particular uh platform because, you know, I know your content is based off of you know kind of digging deep and being right. vulnerable, and I, and a lot of times just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying real quick. A lot of men ain't comfortable with themselves. A lot of it is just a shield they put up because they feel like they got to be all macho all the time. Mm-hmm. But really, some of the strongest men are the most calm and laid back ones. In the way. you ain't got to go around being tough and, you know, being like, uh, I don't want to say insensitive, but not showing your emotions. You know what I mean? So, right. They, a, a lot of them go home to their girl and they crying and doing all that anyway. <laughs> they just want to act tough in the public. You see what I'm saying? So for me to say this on your platform that, you know, I was about to lose my mind. It's because I'm comfortable with myself and I know. I'm a full man and I'm and I know, you know, my value and, and and it ain't so much about a peeing contest for me. So that's why I'm comfortable to speak like that. But Almost definitely. As, I yeah. guess I just want to because when 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 okay, for example, I'm a woman, right? And it when yeah. I say, you know, I'm I've gotten to a place where I was literally about to lose my mind what that means for me is i'm about to be in the house not can't talk to nobody can't focus on anything i'm in the bed can't get up can't go to work literally about to just let my mind slip because i can't focus so that's that so that's my thing is that what is is that what that looks like when you say you were at a place where you were literally losing my mind? Gonna yeah. lose your I'm mind, gonna... yeah? Or or does it look different? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I just had. I know mm-hmm. I strong out for a minute, but I was I was gonna come back around. <laughs> oh, <no, yeah. laughs> but um, so I said that to say this before losing my mind part. I said that to say this, man. Like it was to be specific. You know, it was kind of like I was almost to the point where, like, it was whatever. You know, not necessarily whatever mean going to do something crazy, but like right. you on edge all the time. Like, the, you know, the wrong person say this, the wrong person say that, or you know, normally you won't you will react rationally mm-hmm. in certain situations, but if the wrong person, even at work, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you during this period at work, you know. Through the, during the whole transition when I'm going to these certain jobs, 
you have the little, you know, the tattletale at work and then the nosy person. <laughs> <laughs> you that know, you, you normally these... can deal with, right? Yeah, Where you right. normally just brush it off. Right, right. But at this time, you know, the tattletale hold more weight because, bro, you don't know my situation. You really trying to put me on the street. That's how I'm taking it. So I'm got taking you. this on a whole other level because I already got what I got going on. And it's like you kind of willing to take it though, by any means. Whatever take it there is because I ain't going to, you know, give this example that, but if it's fighting, you may be willing to go the extra mile. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, when uh, normally when you comes, wouldn't. When normally you wouldn't. When it comes to gotcha. getting money, you may be willing to take, go the extra mile. You see what I'm saying? So, gotcha. It's by it's like on some by any means type of stuff, and then you start realizing, you know, um, you start kind of your relationship. You kind of start realize you acting different, or or mm. just the, the 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 tension, the stress kind of start carrying over there. Your friendship. Uh, I got a friend right now. She gonna, you know, she listened to this episode. My partner, um, Nikki. I still love mm-hmm. you, Nikki. Still my partner. You know, we, <laughs> we ain't talked in a minute, but you know. Hey, Nikki, what's up? Yeah, man, she gonna hear this, <laughs> but like it's all love on my end, bro. Like that, like my sister for real, bro. Like we went to school, right? Together, everything, but you know, we have a lot of constructive conversations normally and little friendly debates or whatever. But at this particular time, we had a conversation about something. And, I just wasn't in that state of mind and the mood. I don't want to say in the mood. I just wasn't there. I had some personal stuff going on that I couldn't talk about what's going on in the world of, you know, uh, you know, let's like just general conversations of stuff that yeah. we normally entertain, whether it be uh, the state of our culture as black people or, you know, how we can better eat. Just general, just, just chopping it up. Chopping it up. Yeah. yeah. And, I, due to me being frustrated what was going on, it kind of like my energy kind of shifted and we kind of got into it. But I don't think she realized it. It was because I was literally about to lose my mind going back to what you were saying. It's like, right, I was just right. scared. And I already had chunked somebody off at work, you know, threatened them. Well, he say I threatened them. I ain't really threatened them. I did, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I did, but I didn't. He said right. that I threatened right. them. All I said was, I just told him what time I get off. I said, we, you know, we ain't got to do all this. <laughs> we ain't got to do all this, bro. You know, I get off at such and such time. He like, that a threat? I said, no, nah, I'm just telling you what time I get off. <laughs> but, you know, oh, in my mind, though, I already know where that can go. But, you know, at the time, you like, man, ain't nothing going right anyway. So, the, the heck with it. You feel what I'm saying? So Exactly. That's what I mean. Just being on edge, being kind of outside your normal element and just kind of willing to go the measures that you wouldn't normally go. I get it. Thank you so much for expounding on that. So now you're at this place, right, where you are about to lose your mind. And then what? And then, and then, uh, so that's when I start doing little gigs. That's when mm-hmm. I got introduced to the gig economy because I always been like a little, you know, I, my dad was a hustler, like you know. Um, and when I say hustler, like legit hustler, you know, he just right, always right. been like his man, you know, about money, and it kind of rolled off on me, and I didn't realize it. But I always had some type of little hustle. I always had, but during this particular time. I needed some money. I needed some money fast. So I was like, the heck with it. You know, let me try Uber, Lyft, Postmates, Grubhub, every single ride she had is delivering groceries. And I'm talking about literally, I'm doing all this because wow. I just need something to shake something. 
And right. uh, I was like, so I was doing it and the money was coming in, but I was barely able to hang on. I was barely able to maintain. So like I said, once again, I got to the little down period. I was like, man, bro, like, I ate something that got a shape. And then I seen, I don't know how I came across Anchor. And Anchor, and if y'all hearing this, this would be a good little bit for y'all. Y'all can use this to save people lives. So y'all cut the check, man, you know? So um, <laughs> I came across it. So I came across Anchor. And uh, I seen it say, start your podcast for free. And you can get paid for it. I'm like, whoa, okay. You can get paid for it. I'm like, well, you know what? What I got to lose? I got a lot on my mind anyway. Ain't nobody going to listen to this. I'm just going to use this event, and if, if it hit, it hit. If it don't, it don't. And uh, if I had you having to get, you know, residual off of it, fine. Right. And it started off just being an act of desperation to it actually being self-care therapy. Wow. So now, yeah, so now when I do it, it I, you know, it ain't necessarily for the, the, the of course, we, you know, we all got like a goal at the end, but it's not just about that. It's genuinely something I like to do. And when I'm talking to a hundred people, a thousand people, or one person, even if I'm talking right. to myself, at least I got it out my chest. It's like a, it's like a, I hate to say the word diary, <laughs> but it's like How a, about let's say journal? Like a journal, mm-hmm. yeah. So you venting, and you know, that's and that's when you get episodes like Comcast and Popeyes, and y'all check it out when y'all get a chance. And it's, it's me dealing with what I'm going through in my life, and you know, the bill companies and hit me up about, you know, uh, I, I gave a quick little example when I had made fun of them when they, when you may be a couple months behind, they may say, hey, you owe $300,000. How would you like to make that payment today? Credit or debit? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it did like, like you can just pull it out your back of your butt or something like right. that. So, you know, they hit me up during this time. I went on a whole rant about that. I made a whole episode about it. And normally I would have held mm-hmm. that in. But after I made the rant about it, I you felt better. better. And I actually got a good response from that episode. So I'm like, you know what? And, and my cousin, too, you know, with what's going, what was going on with her and her mom, and my, which is my right. auntie. So it's like, it's a good form of therapy, man. So now instead of if, I, if I'm if i in a mood where I ain't really trying to burden nobody or feel like I'm trying to burden nobody, I just let it out in the podcast and get what else they've learned that turned into what? genuine, real, organic. Yes. Content. Yes. You so, I'm an author as well as um, a host of a radio show okay. and a podcast, and I'm actually getting ready to release my third book. I haven't officially made the uh, like put it out there, y'all are pretty much catching it first um, here. But it writing is therapeutic, and journaling is therapeutic. And diary writing is therapeutic. And you're right, podcasting, depending on, you know, how you choose to podcast, it is very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It allows you to get the stuff that's on the inside of you, outside of you. And I always say that writing helps me heal because I get to take all this junk of my heart and my head and my soul out of me and... I leave it out on the paper and I can write it all off my chest. Mm. And it sounds like that's kind of how you use the podcast sometimes to be able to talk it yeah. out of your chest. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like you. You 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 make the plan the pan bleed. That's what okay, I, I like it. that. You, know, you leave all your emotions. You you leave all your emotions on paper. You put your blood, sweat, and tears in your journal. And just like with music, you hear certain artists like uh, I ain't gonna go hip hop. I'm gonna go R and B for you. But when you hear Keisha right. Cole, Mary J Blige, you know Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, you know Aretha Franklin, they sang it from their soul. Like you, especially uh for me, you know men at my age, like I really uh. With kind of resonated with uh, Keisha Cole. Right. I like Keisha and, Cole uh, Mary and Mary, Mary J is like one of my all time yeah. favorites, most definitely. Yeah, right. So I said that to say, like, you can just feel the emotion. You know, you can tell they, like, when they start, they, they sing about certain stuff, you can tell, like, dang, they really been through something. Like, they really, you can right. feel it. So when, I, when I'm in my podcast, when I was talking, I ain't just talking just to try to strategically get a reaction like hey if I say this at this time and you know halfway into the segment no I'm just speaking out of genuine right. emotion and, and people gonna feel they gonna it, feel you know it. That, that's the thing I am yeah. into a place where I want to help people feel you know I believe we've gotten to a place where everything is so PC and we've got to bite our tongue so right. much. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. You can't say this about that. You can't say this about that. And so we end up really bottled, mm. bottled up and unable to just release, you know? So, you know, I wanted to ask you something mm. that I, I kind of want to know, you know, I'm sure other people want to know too. Do men have... Mm conversations with each other <laughs> about like yeah where like, like you know what man you know you you know a good therapist because I need a good therapist you know you you know a good counselor do men have conversations about self-care and wellness and therapy and counseling you know like women do okay uh well, as far as therapy and counseling, like I said, I I can't say I've mm-hmm. had that conversation, but you know, to say like, hey, bro, you know, I you know, I need to see mm-hmm. a counselor, I need therapy, but we actually just uh, console each other. That is a therapist. I just kind of figure men just don't really sit around talking about the things that stress them out, you know? And, and what made me really think about this is that I saw this statistic um, with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention that 3.5 uh, men are 3.5 times more likely to die by suicide than women in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of men who are, mm-hmm silent you know what i'm saying yeah probably because they holding they probably holding it in right. you know? yo 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 We're back. back from a commercial break <laughs> 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 hey i'm making on stop no show we keep this what thing going man talking so, yeah, about? so so come on talk to the people about whether or not you men sit down and deal with yeah. heart stuff together all right. So, yeah, like I was saying, though, um, basically, you know, I might not go to a 
professional counseling or seek professional counseling, but amongst my, you know, my immediate circle, my my brothers and you know my friends, you know, when I say my brothers, I mean like not my blood brothers, but you know, mm-hmm. just people in my uh, everyday life. We consult each other about, you know, whether it's relationship or life situations or whatever you may be going through. And um, that's kind of like our counseling. So, yeah, it goes on. It definitely goes on. Just maybe not on a professional level. Mm-hmm. But it definitely goes on. And I think a lot, that's what I'm saying. A lot of men don't like for, for I guess, women or females to be, you know, for to see them portrayed in a certain light, like in a vulnerable state, or seeing them at a weak moment. I wouldn't even call it weak, though. Just seeing them, you know, at at a, at a time to where they may actually need a shoulder or ear. You know, they kind of keep it in house, or like you say, hold it in. That may have something to do with the suicide rate. So, you know, in right. my situation, in my case, I speak with my partners. You know, my cousins, you know, hell, my dad. Just keep it within my immediate circle, people that really know me. Are you opposed to professional counseling? And and because there's a difference between having a counselor, having a therapist, having a psychiatrist, right? There there are levels to this thing. Are you are you opposed to even at the lower rung of that and and having a counselor? Um. No, definitely not opposed to it. You know, before when you hear counseling, you be like, "Oh, I ain't crazy. I don't need no counseling." Right, <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, no, I'm definitely not opposed to it. Um, because I actually, I left this part out, but actually, I had a little situation um a few years ago, and I was required to go to like a therapy session. You know. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the end of session saying the same thing. This is some bull job. You know, this is just a bunch of crap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But once we broke down, we had to tell our little situation that got us in the situation we was in. Uh, she really was able to break us down and like it's certain stuff that I applied. Like seriously, like even when it comes to like listening and under and being and compromising and like you know. Sometimes you may focus the energy or to shift the conversation or, you know, try to make everything about you. But what's important, this is one of the biggest things I learned, Angel. What's important to you, or even though it may not be important to you. So you may talk about something. I'll be like, that ain't no big deal. It ain't no big deal to me. But that don't mean it ain't a big deal to you. And right. that was one of the biggest things I learned. Because before I even, you know, received that, that class, if person I was talking to came to me about something. I'm like, man, you worry about that little stuff? I ain't ever looked at it like this. So that kind of opened my eyes to if, you know, I felt like I needed counseling, like I felt like I was feeling suicidal or depressed, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But as of right now, you know, uh, just what I've been going through, I don't think it got to that level. You know, everything that I'm doing has seemed to be working for me. As far as like right. self-therapy, yeah, self-care, as you call it. I, I think that's a good point that you just made. Um, people need to know that what they have to say is yeah. important. And the people who are listening to them 
understand that what they're saying is important to them. When I was a school teacher, I taught high school for many years. And one thing I learned with working with my students was that everybody's feelings are valid, even if they may not necessarily be accurate. <laughs> and, and, and what that means is that if, for example, if I had a student who was just really acting out and I was, I was one who would, you know, pull a child outside, like, okay, now we're not in the class, it's just me and you, what is, what's your problem? Why are you acting up? Right. And, and, and oftentimes there would be a female student, a girl student who would say, you know, you know, Miss Wright, you don't like me. And and I know, you know, you know, it's just carrying on. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm grown. I don't have time not to like you. I know what, I know what she's saying isn't accurate. It's not factual. It's not the truth. However, I learned to understand that if she felt like I didn't like her, she felt that way for a reason. Yeah. Whether I whether I looked at her a certain way and she felt like I gave her the stink eye, you know, or whether she felt like, you know, I rolled my eyes at her or or, or dismissed her, whatever she saw or felt like she saw and however she interpreted it to her, it made her feel some kind of way. And her feelings were real and they were valid. And whether or not I thought that they were accurate or not didn't matter. And, and I think that kind of mirrors what you're saying is it doesn't matter if you think that the person shouldn't feel a certain way or if it's stupid or if it doesn't make sense. If somebody says that you hurt their feelings, you hurt their feelings. Exactly. <laughs> Regardless of how petty you think it is, you know. It's, yes. It's, you know. Even, if, even if it was unintentional. Exactly. You, exactly. clearly the person is upset or you know mad or angry or bitter or whatever um it stems and from vice something versa. and vice versa because it was times where it was times where i caught myself being upset at something you know it can be some petty type stuff it mm-hmm. may be something like i'll give you an example we may be watching tv or something or watching basketball and sports and watching the I just say the uh, Falcons game. Uh-huh. And uh, I may be with my girl or something. She may say, ooh, look at Julio. I love me some Julio. And I may get in my feelings about that. And now for the <laughs> next 30 minutes, oh, I got an attitude. She don't know why. So she like, what's wrong with you? And I don't say nothing. I'm like, man, I'm good. And then later on, I, I speak on it. I'm like, hey, bro, I feel like that would do respectful. But really, I'm in my feelings. She could right. easily be like, what? If you don't get your, you know what I mean? You, know, <laughs> exactly. you see what I'm saying? Bro, you see all these females and these videos and movies and stuff, and I don't say that. She could easily look at it like this. So when I, when I, one, one technique or method I use to put myself in the other person's shoes or put it on the, like, reverse the role, like, okay, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would I read it? So if the shoe was on the foot, other foot, you know, and she came to me something like that. I look at her like, man, are you serious? So it's like, a, it's a lot of times you check yourself as well. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you're um, emotionally intelligent, which is really cool because. You kind of, be kind of being trained in a way. Society kind of trained us to think like this. You know, we kind of, 
being molded into that. You feel what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the man supposed to act a certain way, or you know, he supposed to be strong. He ain't supposed to cry. Like even when you're a little, when you see your little boys, he he fall down and he cry. Don't be crying. Get up. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's a, a taught behavior. So you know, you can't really. I don't really blame men or women. You know, for kind of what was set in place long right. before us. It's like a cycle that you can't just break overnight. But let me tell you this, though. In my case, I, I left this part out. What really, really kind of got me to a space to kind of open up emotionally and be vulnerable is just being real with myself. And what I mean by that, being real with myself, is like if I'm in a situation and I'm messed up, like I'm talking about like as far as like financially and down on my last and really my situation severe and you got to tell somebody like you got mm-hmm. to ask for some money you know or it's oh you're gonna be down and out and and they have to break down and tell somebody hey look bro i'm just gonna be real with you this been going on this going on i'm just humbly asking you bro i'm definitely give it back to you oh uh, i just need a loan because right. going on. it's like you in a situation where you you got to put all your pride to the side. You got to open up, you know, because you're in a situation you need that person or, you know, you need their help. Right. Being in that type of predicament due to the situation, like I said a couple of years ago, my ex, remember I told you, well, to the audience, you know, I had a fatal attraction. Right. That I had to deal with. And, you know, I kind of had lost everything I had behind that. And, um, it was a very humbling experience because I had, I'm the type of person I don't like asking nobody. And, you know, after that situation, I had to, it was a couple of times I had to ask for $20, $10 or some money, mm. you know, a loan to pay my car note or whatever. And, you know, just kind of breaking down and, and, and allowing yourself to open up, to, to communicate that so that way you can be helped. You have to, at some place, you know, be emotionally intelligent or emotion open and vulnerable. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was just my humbling experience, and I felt better after that because it's you. It's harder going around acting like everything ain't okay, and, and to the masses, and, you know, just because you fresh and you know got a fresh outfit on and make out and look a certain way, but. You know, behind closed door, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. And you don't realize that there are people who actually care. And and I find I found that when I learned how because I used to be Miss Independent, like fiercely right. independent. Um, I can do it all on my own, you know, I don't went to school or I'm with degrees, do all these things, and so you get to a point where you actually need help. And when you are, like you said, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you allow yourself to just be honest about who you are and what's going on and what the situation is, I was actually surprised at the number of people who were willing to help me. Yeah. And I just sort of assumed, I guess, that they wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. or maybe pride just makes you think right. that so yeah. I know that even is. as a woman I can only imagine 
a man. Yeah, especially as a man. Because a lot of times we be in our own way. Because like you said, um, going back to the uh, young lady that was said you didn't like her, a lot of times we prematurely have thoughts in our head and we come up with a whole situation in a scenario and that don't even be the case. Or, you know, they just looking at me because they don't like me. But really, that's your own insecurity. So, right. you know, you may be thinking in your head, like, you know, um, I'm going to shoot. I don't care what they think about me. Shoot, they, you know what I'm saying? It, if they feel that way, they just don't. They don't know what I got going on. Or if they don't want to talk to me no more, no more because of this and that or look at me differently, then that's on them. But you ain't even told them yet. And they, you already prematurely uh, mapping out your response. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us do that yeah, and end up that. emotionally traumatized and traumatizing other people. <laughs> and men, men got it. Men got it bad though. Like I said, bro, it, it's so many levels, man. Cause you see, I think a lot of it do it. Uh, especially if you're in the city. It's one thing if you're doing good and you stable and everything on the up and up, and uh, but you still an insecure type person. Mm-hmm. And you can you can you can kind of mask it because you got the money and getting you know things kind of going your way, but when you have like a situation and you kind of get back to your humble beginnings, you may fall off or things may get hard. Now your insecurity is going to show it and it's going to reflect the person you really is now, because now you're going to break down and you got so much pride that. You gonna think everybody hating on you, or they want to see you fall, or they want to see you lose weight. Ain't nobody hating on you, bro. See, that's that's fine with a lot of men. They they look at it as people want to see they downfall or something, or you just mm. wait. You know, but that don't even be the case. I see it all the time with these um guys. <laughs> I see it all the time, bro. I, I I I'm telling you, they'll be like, man, they just hating on me. They don't wanna, they don't wanna see me up. You know what I mean? They don't wanna support what I got going on, or you know. This and that and other. And I'm saying to myself, bro, what you got going on? You ain't got nothing for nobody to get on. Like for real, bro. What you ain't got nothing for nobody. That's that's your that's you replaying all these scenarios in your head because you got stuff going on with yourself and you ain't happy with your situation. You know, the world's still turning, bro. Everybody got their own battle. You ain't the, you know, <laughs> Jay-Z uh, you know, on this high profile person. That's this your world. You just one of a billion. And us as men, like I said, we 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 deal with that a lot, man. But I'm comfortable, like I told you, I'm comfortable with myself. So I'm comfortable. And I heard somebody say this in an interview. You know, you don't want to be out in the world and having to be tough all the time, being, you know, the protector and have your defense mechanism up. Because when we go out in the world, you got to. You got to be ready for whatever. You don't know what may come right. in life. But when you go home, that's your place of peace. Mm. You, know, you should be one. You should be willing. You want to settle down and be vulnerable and kick, kick back and relax. You don't want to be up and you know on defense while you're at home. That's your place where you can be vulnerable and relax and talk. And, you know, just be all the way comfortable within your element. Kevin Gates. That's who right. said. That's who gave me that analogy. Kevin Gates. So mm-hmm. um, it's a rapper. His name is Kevin Gates. He gave. He, oh, okay. Yeah, and he kind of used that as an example, and that's so true. You know, you out protecting yourself against the world every day and, and, and got your, your game face on. You don't want to come home like that. <laughs> and if you have to, then that's a problem. That's a problem. 
Yeah. Definitely a problem. Well, listen, brother, I am excited that you gave me the exclusive content because when you all check out the Can You Blame Me podcast, as of as of now, now he may change up, but <laughs> he he don't give you all these feels. <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. He doesn't give you all these feels, so. I really, really, really appreciate you, uh, Raphael, for coming into the space and being the first man um, to have a conversation with me this month about a topic that that I believe women discuss on a regular basis, but I don't think men really um, have the opportunities or are given safe space to be right. able to talk about things like self-care and emotional intelligence and, you know, honoring yourself and loving yourself and taking care of yourself and in a space where they won't feel emasculated or that somehow they're effeminate or soft even. Right. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm honored to be able to create this kind of safe space and I'm grateful that you trusted me to come into this space um, to have this type of conversation. So do you have any last words for our listeners? Anything, um, any words of wisdom that you might want to share uh, before I let you go? Um, well, first off, I want to say I felt like I was on uh, Angel's Red Table Talk, so that was good. <laughs> Speak <laughs> that thing into existence. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, unique experience. But uh, yeah, I just want to leave the listeners um, with a word to say that whatever you're going through, man, just keep pushing. I know that sounds so common, but it's a quote that I seen on the internet when they say, "You never realize how strong you are until being strong is your only choice." So mm. you know, just. Keep pushing, keep pushing forward, whatever your endeavors are, and uh, don't give up. And I do want to thank you for the platform, for the opportunity. Um, I am working on being more personal and open on my platform as well, so people can kind of get to know me and my backstory about you know how my journey got started. So this is a good, this is a good uh, tip off for that, man. You kind of cut the ribbon on that, so I appreciate you for that, man. Other than that. Hey, man, I just, once again, I just thank you. That's what's up. I appreciate you. So listen, how can the people get in contact with you if they want to, you know, invite you to, to their space to have some conversations or if they just want to get in contact with you or to listen to your podcast? What's your social media handles and how can they listen to um, the Can You Blame Me podcast? Okay, well... I'm on. We on Spotify. Can you blame me? Podcast. You just type it in. Uh, we also on Anchor FM. If you got the Anchor FM app, type in Can you blame me? Podcast on social media. It's Can you blame me? Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I got a Facebook page. Um, on Instagram is Can you blame me? Uh, Can you blame me? Underscore podcast. Okay. And everything else. Uh. I think I went down the line on everything. Um, okay. so, oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and Breaker. Those are the main ones. But don't nobody. That's what's up. And all they have to do is type in "Can you blame me?" 
and you blame me podcast. You know, or Raphael Tummy, you know, type in Raphael Tummy will come up. But nine times out of ten, type in Can You Blame Me Podcast. And you're gonna see the Can You Blame Me Podcast uh cover art on the yep. Okay, that's what's up. And I am going to also um put some of those links in the description of this podcast so that you can um you know, just check it out. If you if you miss it, I don't know how you could miss it. I mean, just can you blame me? I'm gonna blame you if you can't remember. Can you blame me? <laughs> <laughs> For real, so, I'm gonna blame you. You know what I'm saying? But I will put it in the podcast description. Um, if you are checking out Speak Up Sis podcast directly from speakupsis.com, then you'll also see information to be able to connect with him on speakupsis.com under the podcast section. All right. I so oh you are so welcome. And with that, everyone, y'all have a beautiful day. Make sure you join me back here next Monday as we have another conversation with another man as we listen to the voices of men during the month of April. All right. One more thing, Angel. One more thing, Angel. One more thing yeah, for the listeners. Up? Uh I'm gonna put you on the spot. I want you to come. I want you to say it on air. I want to invite you over to my world, my platform, the Can You Blame Me podcast as well, in my safe space, so we can have a conversation. And I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm going to keep it above, <laughs> uh, above the bill. <laughs> but I, I want you to come to my safe space as well and, you know, kind of join the Can You Blame Me world in our audience. Deal? I that's that's a deal. Oh, I tell you, you you threw that on there, huh? But okay. <laughs> I, I think I can handle I think I, I think I can handle myself over um on the on the Can You Blame Me podcast. So yeah, I, I most definitely um will come over cool. into your safe space and I, I appreciate the invitation. Cool, cool, man. I appreciate it again, man. And thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, everyone. Y'all have a beautiful day and I will catch you all next week on Monday. Bye. Bye, y'all. Go. Thank you for listening today to Speak Up Sis podcast. And I hope that you have enjoyed and have been inspired. I invite you to visit me online at speakupsis.com and subscribe to receive updates on future Speak Up Sis podcast episodes. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Speak Up Sis Podcast. I'd like to thank my generous supporters. You all help make it possible for me to continue to create this safe space for everyday people to share their stories to inspire the stories of others. If you're listening and you'd like to support this vision as well, click support in the app. Or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, visit speakupsis.com and click Speak Up Sis podcast in the menu. Again, I'd like to thank you all for listening today. And until next time, I encourage you to open your mouth and speak up.